More of MKE in the Morning is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. All I care about is money in the city that I'm from. I'ma sip until I feel it. I'ma sip until it's done. I don't really give a fuck in my excuses that I'm young. And I'm only getting older. Somebody should have told you I'm on one. Yeah. Go get them on one. Yeah. I said I'm on one. Two white cups that I got that drink Could be purple or could be pink Depending on how you mix that shit Money to be got, I'ma get that shit Cause I'm on My name is Ja and I'm on Yes, Ja Morant was absolutely on one a couple of nights ago And then really over the last 15 months He's been wilding out This is MKE in the morning It is the 9 a.m. hour on MKE in the morning I am Kyle Wallace in for Melanie Ricks Who is on assignment with me Is Miss Priority herself Shout out to Priority Steph Crosley And then also we have the mix Midwest mix master himself Doc B And we have been having a conversation Talking about John Morant It was John Morant's Being seen on social media uh, flashing a gun, but that is just part of a longer list of situations that he's had over the last 15 to 18 months where John Morant uh, got into some trouble and currently is being sued because he invited a 17-year-old to come play basketball inside his home. And when he brought him inside the home, something happened where John Morant ended, and his friend ended up beating up or allegedly beating up the 17-year-old and threatening him with a, a gun. Then he also got into it with mall security after his mother had some issues at the mall. His mother called Jai up. Jai comes to the mall and he got into it with the mall security, threatening the mall security. He also had an issue with his boys and his team that he keeps around him, uh, having some issues beefing with the Indiana Pacers team where they said they flashed a laser light kind of towards the Pacers team. They could not find any information to really corroborate the story, but the Indiana Pacers organization claimed that this did occur, which all led up into this point where John Morant was seen on social media and flashing a gun and currently is taking two games away, at least two games away from the Memphis Grizzlies. But um, his head coach, um, Coach Taylor Jenkins, said that, you know, this is not a definitive timeline for him coming back. You know, it'll be at least two games as they figure everything out. And on the talking text line at 833-212-1017, we had somebody take a different approach. Craig had a different approach to the situation. He said, John Moran, I think he shouldn't be so scrutinized because he is young. He is going to do silly things at some point. Plus, he hasn't shot anybody. He hasn't fired the gun in the air and is being all super brash about it. So I think just a little guidance at this point would do wonders for the young man. And as for the gun... You know, in his excuse me, as far as his gun, he could always spin it <laughs> and be more beloved. He can always get sponsored by the NBA and say support gun ownership or I should say support, you know, gun ownership, but responsible gun ownership. Before we play a clip that kind of supports. Actually, we'll play the clip right now because we talked about the supporter John Morant. Somebody else who supported John Morant was a former NBA star in Jalen Rose. And Jalen Rose looks at John Morant's situation a little different because it touched a little closer to home for him. I am John Morant. Like, you guys have got a chance to see me grow up for public consumption since 1991. And I've been involved in drug raids. I've survived assassination attempts. I've been that undisciplined young person that was trying to figure out how to be famous, how to be successful, and how to change the dynamics of my family. 
the one thing that young people have to understand, and in John Morant's case, when you first get drafted, you go from being a member of the family, a member of the crew, to being the leader, to being the breadwinner. And first and foremost, I hear a lot of people talking about like his family and his crew. When you the leader, it's on you because you end up searching that lifestyle. You end up wanting to be down. And what I had to learn is that people come into your life for four reasons, to add, subtract, multiply, or divide. You have to choose wisely. He has way too much to lose. Trust me, I've been that young player carrying a gun. And Will Bond alluded to this. When you start waving it, that could get you killed. That, that ain't, that's, that's, a, that's an entirely different thing than we're talking about a superstar athlete should be putting themselves in position. And as Stephen A mentioned, that's him on the video. On his IG live, ain't nobody coaxing him. Ain't nobody got a, 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 ain't nobody egging him on to do that. That's a personal choice. And a lot of times, guys, as I mentioned, fame can be a drug. And I don't know what type of pain that he deals with and type of anxiety that he has or what types of substances that he may be using. And I'm glad in this statement that he owned that I need to make changes for me because as the leader, as the breadwinner, you control the environment. The people that are around you, you select. And a lot of times, unfortunately, and Wilbon alluded to this also, when we start to get fame, when we start to get money, then we try to feel like we're keeping it real. Like we're trying to be down now. We're trying to be tough now. We're trying to be hard now. But you made it. And once you make it, your job is to uplift, to enlighten. And I'm glad this actually happened at this point of his life. He's a 23-year-old young man. Nobody got arrested. Nobody got injured. And I'm hearing too many stories about pistols, okay? Allegedly with the 17-year-old kid, allegedly with the Indiana Pacer staff. Last night on IG Live, I saw the video like you guys did, brandishing the gun. The next step to that is now recovery. And I believe that he's on that path. I'm happy that he's on that path. He's gonna return and he's gonna be a better person and because of all of this taking place, he's not going to be able to live his full potential. That was Jalen Rose from ESPN talking about his reaction to John Morant and how he felt his death. What are your initial reactions to what Jalen Rose had to say? I respect what Jalen Rose said. I think he said a, whole, a lot of things that make sense. Um, I think that, you know, I, I think that... He, he related to Ja while still holding him accountable, mm. you know, like ho holding his uh, and giving him credit for because, again, balance when it was he, he gave him credit for owning and, and saying he needs to take time for himself. Uh, he, he gave him credit. He held him accountable and he related to to Ja, which I think are super major being a retired black male athlete mm -hmm. who was in his shoe or, or saw him in him, I, I think that 
I, I actually love and respected what uh, what what Jalen Rose said, honestly. That's that guidance that in the talking text they were mm-hmm. talking about and being able to get somebody around or yeah. Tony Smith. He didn't talking make about an it. excuse saying he was young. He, you know, he did not. He did not. And that was Tony Smith talking about having the right people around mm-hmm. you is so important. Doc, what are your thoughts? Um, Same thing. <clears throat> Stood on it. Um, And I, I thought that he took him to task, but in a loving way mm-hmm. instead of in a judgmental uh, mm-hmm. downing way. There's there's a way there's a way to do things. I mean, and there other pe- certain people are motivated by different things, but I always like that style. I can yell, I can cuss. I'm an expert at it, mm-hmm. but I don't. But you don't need that kind of you. You change the narrative and you put people off, mm-hmm. and then you you turn off where you could have reached somebody by doing it that way. So I'm I'm glad that he did it the way he did it. I mean, that's kind of his demeanor anyway yeah. and his style. But the but I, I love what he did, and then and then. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't love this as an excuse. Like, oh, you can't talk about parenting unless you're a mother or a father. But he was there. He was definitely there. He's. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a part of the uh, the Fab Five, Michigan. I mean, please go look at the thirty for thirty. If you don't know about those guys, right. those guys changed the game. They, those guys are poor, and people are buying their jerseys in college, much less the pros. So yeah, he's he's definitely been there. And man, Detroit, come on, man, stop playing. Yeah, they definitely know about packing guns and confrontation things of that nature yeah i think i do want to highlight what wesley said a little while a couple segments ago um because i do want to highlight the fact that he does he is a black boy with and his mom and his dad are in his life okay it is in his life i do want to highlight that i I meant to say it earlier um and i hope and pray this situation and Jalen's approach was very um loving you can tell it, it came from with love. Um, yes, ma'am. Um, so I, I do appreciate uh, Jalen's perspective, and I pray that Ja take heed to it and he makes the necessary changes. One thing that Jalen did say that stood out is, I don't know what anxiety he's fighting, or I don't know what, you know, what, what type what personal, of mis- personal ish- demons or personal he's, issues he's dealing with. Yeah, right? and, and that too could cause you to act out and not be able to talk about it. Yeah, no, and, and you mentioning that, and we can just read the statement that Ja released yesterday. Um, and he said, I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods on dealing with stress in my overall well-being and that's kind of what Steph was alluding to I mean this is a moment right now a turning point in his life and his career as he is uh you know reaching that stardom and he is right now one of the top people for Nike and just got a big endorsement for Powerade Powerade has not had an athlete endorser in some years and he is the guy that they decided to choose so there is a lot that he has to deal with on top of being the face of the franchise and the budding face of the NBA so it is a Mm -hmm. lot that he's dealing with and I hope he does take the time to truly you know the accountability is great, but more importantly, being able to get what he needs to get, keep himself mentally stable. Yeah, that's so important. And I don't want to get away from the fact that this is a lot of pressure oh, for yeah, a twenty-three-year-old, um, just from being good at playing a sport, and and, and who was not groomed in mm-hmm. a sense of 
hey, you're the next great this because mm-hmm. a lot of these players, John Morant, again, he wasn't one of the top-ranked players. When you're mm-hmm. a top right. AAU player, from the age of probably 12, 13, you have people around you that are trying to push you in the right Absolutely. direction because right. they understand the greatness that you have and the mm-hmm. potential of what could be next. Meal and, ticket. Yeah, and so for <laughs> John Morant, he always didn't have that. And so maybe not having that is to his detriment where he's still trying to figure it out and needs to get some of those people around And, him. and the parents are there, but look at some of the decisions the parents are making. But they didn't. We don't know. even know where they come from. That's true, and we didn't. And they may not have known. Again, this is a meteoric rise for him. They did not know when their son stepped foot on Murray State. They probably had all the confidence in the world that our son gonna go to the NBA. You can talk that talk all mm-hmm. you want to, mm-hmm. but they probably did not realize. Your mama calling you from the mall? <laughs> is my mama calling? Me? No, my mama ain't calling is, me from the mall. Your, is your daddy gonna step out in the court and challenge whoever? No, my father is not gonna do that. But what I'm, but what I'm saying <laughs> that's, is, so that's what I'm talking about. They doing that. I know that much. No, but had, <laughs> had maybe had they understood what was the come then they would have probably had more of their ducks in a row mm-hmm. preparing themselves for the lifestyle change that they were going to be presented with uh five years you know ago you know looking forward i'm not, yeah. I'm not giving them a pass I'm no it's not I, I wouldn't say it's giving them a pass but i will say that we all have our own uh upbringings and, and our perspective on things and what worked for you when you were and I don't know if they were poor but what worked with you what worked for you when you were poor like what type of hustling you had they to was go poor through. compared to what they is now yeah like you like those it's different I'm, I'm looking at y'all I'm it's looking. different C, and even C, like janitor you, we or see CEO parents, same rules we, but same we rules. see parents nowadays who mm-hmm. are parenting yes, and ma'am. still struggling mentally like still oh, have okay. to like okay. you. So you you never know where a parent just because they're a parent doesn't mean they're perfect. So we never know where they're at. And I'm not making excuses for them, but I I, I do get it. And and I pray that while Ja is is working on him, that they're working on them to become a better and stronger collective. If you call your son and say bring them things. I mean that, but that sure. is culturally depending <laughs> on where you are from and where you're at. It ain't cool. It ain't cool. It's not cool. But let's not act like it's not common. Yeah, that's why we here Black Talk mm-hmm. Radio to yeah, change that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to change that narrative. I don't know about y'all. No, no, I, I <laughs> I'm agree. trying to change that narrative. 100. We we straight to emotion. We're zero to 100, real yeah. quick. And so I, I just Cue like to take things <laughs> for what they are and and try to build on that instead of taking a one size fits all and think and you know and and say like this is how his parents should be um i don't agree uh, like i don't agree with what they did i don't agree with that at all okay. but i do understand that different upbringings different uh, mental cousins. health problems different cousins. there's a lot of different things can factor into why she felt the need to call him but it's wrong no, I think we all agree that it's wrong. It's all wrong. I mean, and, and we're not justified. I'm not by I any means. I don't care whether meteoric just, rise yeah. or not. It's wrong whether you Home Depot or you home court. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I agree. It, it definitely is wrong. And one last angle that I wanted to kind of approach, and I know one of the calls before, I think it was maybe Tony from Tulsa who brought this up before, is the kind of controversy because Nike also had a statement with this. And, again, he had just had a signature, signature shoe that uh, would be released uh, in the month of April and Nike approach to this situation was we appreciate Josh's accountability that he is taking the time to get help that he needs. We support his prioritization of his well-being. And that's what the company said. So sorry for being that so choppy with that. But with, with that, it leads some people to talk about the Kyrie Irving piece. Mm-hmm. And with Kyrie Irving, again, somebody said he just shared something and Nike basically cut ties with Kyrie. And now with John Morant, 
like the, that. The kind of supporting. Do you think is it the same thing? Is it because one is kind of self-inflicted? One is another one where you're kind of being a little bit seen as saying some racial things or pushing anti-Semitic things in the media that could be disinformation that could cause for people to, you know, have some type of issue. Is is is, the, is Nike wrong for handling go. this situation one way when we're talking Maybe about they learned gun from their violence? Last experience. Okay. I'm I'm a fan I'm a fan, of, I'm I'm a fan <laughs> of the sit down. I'm a fan of the sit down and let's talk about it behind the scenes and then let's come out with a statement instead of the pressure. I yeah. mean the pressure is there, but we still control we can control what we state for ourselves. We can't compare we can't control public opinion, but we could at least do that. So I didn't like the how I didn't like how they handled Kyrie, so to speak. But I'm like at the same time, I think there's I always say each situation has its own DNA. Yeah. Un- unfortunately this one seems to go towards the the scary word we're scared to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the, the scary uh race slash whatever. We're scared we're scared to, to touch that. But I mean the truth the truth is the truth. That's why we that's the name of our radio station, right? Well, here's here's my thing. My take on it is this. I look at the bigger picture, and this is where I, I give Nike no props whatsoever for their little mm-hmm. statement because, again, mm-hmm. I am happy that John Morant is still under contract with Nike. I don't want him to lose that endorsement because this is a learning opportunity for John Morant. Absolutely. But the, the problem that I see in this situation all comes down to who was in the boardroom, who are these executives making the decision, mm-hmm. and who do they kowtow to for pressure? Who actually Real do talk. they respond to? And in this situation here, is yes, Kyrie shared something that was anti-Semitic and it was filled with that, that document, uh, the documentary that they had or whatever the movie was. It did have some anti-Semitic uh, messaging inside of that. And I agree that that's something that he should not share. They can address that, like you said, behind closed doors. But the issue, I, and there was outrage from certain communities for that and they reacted. Mm-hmm. The issue I have with this is because John Morant is a superstar. And I do not, I am not one that believes that athletes should be role models it's not the it's not an athlete job to be a role model for kids or anything like that okay but once you start talking about guns and violence and what gun violence has done in communities such as milwaukee that i live in and we talked about and it before, memphis, and, and memphis golf. Well. Golf. yes <laughs> and memphis has a memphis has a, a violence record similar to milwaukee and, and steph you talked about it earlier we talked about the violence against the three transgender women we talked about 27 women killed last year in the city of milwaukee the violence that the gun represents mm-hmm. and the lifestyle that you know flashing the gun like that represents mm-hmm. that should be where nike should have came down a little bit harder to send a message so people understand that flashing a gun and carrying yourself like that and when you're a role model such as john Morant, it will not be tolerated and it's completely unacceptable because what we need to do is we need to send a clear message that that is not the ca- the, the imagery mm-hmm. that we want to associate ourselves and portray especially like, never. like never. especially <laughs> when millions of black boys buy shoes nike shoes heck i think i got on nikes right now well no these are, these are free underarmers <laughs> but I, 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 I love wearing nikes <laughs> i but, love nike too but what but what i'm saying is is that's where i think the issue is is that they're not as passionate about the fact that what this messaging could oh, be sent could be because 100%. it's impacting people that look like us and they don't care about that now when this message of the anti-semitic message got pushed they understood the pressure that they had where they had to come mm-hmm. down strong but this was just a slap on the wrist and i simply see the racism within that but maybe 100%. but maybe Maybe um, Ja is more cooperative in his conversation. Um, Kyrie, I, think, I, yeah. I do not like the way Kyrie addresses the media and how he kind of ducks and dodges. Yeah, no, I, and, I agree. He, he, his Kyrie's whole style is a push off with the opposite arm. By the way, his game is a push off with the opposite arm. If you watch, dude, and that's what he does, kind of with the media in different situations. 
But that's that's my own personal opinion about Kyrie. No, I I 100% agree. Kyrie, listen, I, I I talk about LeBron James. I think LeBron James is great. He ain't the greatest, and I talk about him. Uh, Kyrie Irving, he's a little bit different in his thought process and the way that he does things, but you talk about right is wrong, or right is right, wrong is wrong, and in this situation, Kyrie was wrong in that situation, but I don't like the fact how the situation was handled with Kyrie versus right. the way that the situation was handled with John Morant because, again, one thing was a message of hate, the other thing was a message of gun violence because that's all that, you know, the threatening somebody mm-hmm. with the gun. That's the things that I saw from that. And one thing to me is worse than the other. Speech is not the same as a gun. Speech may hurt your feelings. A gun could get you killed. Real talk. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and my initial thought was it's it's about the audience being affected by, mm, mm-hmm. you know, by what the message is, is sending off. And that's if I why call I you and say, come to Mayfair Mall, you better get over there and bring them people, bring them things. You going to bring Absolutely them? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm at a, okay. I'm at a well, mature stage in my life. You don't know how I was raised. You don't know how I was raised. I don't know how you was raised. That's why I'm not knocking you for calling me, but I know how I am right now and I ain't calling. I ain't pulling up. That's just basically what that is. At what age were you not pulling up no more? Oh, I wasn't pulling up when I went to college. Oh, you good one I, I still i had some maturity when i say pull up I, listen i wasn't pulling up with no guns i'm pulling up with my boys to fight somebody we yeah ain't, no we ain't pulling those up days that. are long gone <laughs> they, they them them but you know what it said came down said the alphas wasn't ready what came down something that's simple yeah no something as simple as me almost losing my basketball scholarship changed my whole thought process of mm. how I present myself, what I put energy into, and that was senior year of high school, and I almost lost my basketball scholarship. I want you to tell that story on the other side. I want to hear about that story, how you kind of saw that maturity and you had that moment, because I think that's important that maybe John Moran hasn't had that moment of, I need to get my stuff together because it can be taken away that quickly. 833-212-1017. That is the talk and text line. Miss Bonds, we see you on the line. We'll get to you on the other side, but this is MKE in the morning. It is MKE in the morning on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. John Moran, I'm on my Grizzly. Music against his cubs, but no, not the ones in the big leagues. After the fall off, I promise I'm coming and selling our Wrigley's. I'm just a product of poverty, full of narcotics to profit off quickly. My family tree got a history. Good morning. It is MKE in the morning here on the new 1017 The Truth. I am Kyle Wallace in for Melanie Ricks, who is on assignment with me is again Miss Priority herself, Steph Crosley. Good morning. Shout out to Mel. Yes, yes, shout out to Melanie Ricks. And then also Doc B, the Midwest mix master himself. You got it. Swagatarius, Sagittarius. You know, we do. Pisces, though. Big love. And then on the other side, we kind of alluded to, Steph, you kind of telling a story. We're talking about John Morant yes. and maturity and, and growth. And that and, excuse is that he's young. And the excuse that he's young. And so a lot of times mm-hmm. in life, sometimes we need situations in our life to help give us that moment of, oh, wait a minute, I need to get my stuff together. And Steph, you said you had a moment where you realized oh, yeah. that some of the things that you may have been doing or the attitude or whatever the mind frame that you may have had wasn't worth having in losing something that you really wanted. Yes, yes, yes. And and I will consider myself young at the time, but I didn't have the the millions of dollars either, okay? Uh, but, you know, back you? in... <laughs> right, uh, the streets. Um, <laughs> no, um, 
But no, just my senior year in high school, like mentally, I was going through so much. And that came out in how I was playing ball, my attitude. I was kicked off the high school team. And I remember my college coach at the time, uh, Coach Kate uh, Peterson Abiyat at Cleveland State University, um, she she was like, I don't think I want a player like you on my team. And I'm like, mm. wait a minute. Does this mean like I'm going to lose my scholarship and everything else? And the answer was yes. Like, so I had to figure it out really quickly because going to school was really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I finished, like, it's one of my greatest accomplishments. I'm yes. the first person in my family to attend and graduate uh, college. And that was like a big deal. So to mm-hmm. just the thought of losing that opportunity and not being able to play basketball, which was something that um, was near and dear to my heart. Basketball was my outlet. Um, at that time. So just being able or thinking of that being taken away from me, like I, I got it together really quickly. And, you know, I end up me and my class at the time, we end up being, uh, you know, captains our sophomore years at Cleveland State. It was just a, a complete attitude shift my freshman year at Cleveland State. And I think I think everything happens for a reason. So, boom, I go from almost losing my scholarship to, go, you know, going what, to the what university. What position were you in high school versus college? I played the five. Okay, right. I was undersized, but that's Magic. where the heart come in. Magic. Yes, that's yes. why I say Shout Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, all five positions. I know that's right. Yes, all five um, positions. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, my freshman year, I started the first eight games, and I was I had a, a season ending injury. Mm. Um, but that also allowed me to see things from a different perspective, which was to how can I help my team. When I can't physically help my team. Real so that grew me. Um, and, and I needed both of those experiences. So I say all that to say like maturity does come at different um, at different points of our lives as people because we all are going we we all have our own journeys to, to 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 go through. Right. And I pray again. I keep saying I pray. I pray. I pray that Jah gets it. I hope that nothing serious doesn't have to happen in order for him to finally get it because he's still so young. Now, that's a powerful thing that you just shared. And I think that that youth and having that opportunity to have something like this and for Ja, him taking some time away is something that'll be important. And he could face a a longer suspension because the gun that he flashed was after a game in Denver and the NBA actually has a policy on Mm -hmm. firearms being barred from players having a possession of any kind, but Mm -hmm. then also while traveling on NBA-related business. So if he traveled to Denver on the team playing Mm -hmm. with his personal handgun, that could get him in some serious trouble. There was some stuff that happened with Gilbert Arenas uh, back in the day when Mm -hmm. on the Washington Wizards, and they had a whole altercation where Mm -hmm. a gun was flashed in the plane. Yeah, in the locker room. Well, yeah, but I think they had something on a plumb happen on the plane, or maybe it was happening on the plane and went to the locker room, but that they don't play around with that. So if they were to find that he violated some rules the NBA, he could be facing a longer suspension where he could be losing something, mm-hmm. losing out on season, losing out on a chance to win an NBA title, losing out on endorsements. And so sometimes those moments that you have, and maybe this is Josh's moment yeah. where he has that opportunity to say, okay, let yeah. me wake up. Let me kind of mature. Let me grow from this. I hope that happens versus I, what I don't want to happen because we do know like once once we once everyone starts to talk the more label. about the, the, the topic and, and what's going on, mm-hmm. then they feel pressured to, to really lay down the law or to give him a, a stronger consequence. We see that often, too. Um, so I hope that, like, with the talk of everything that he's gotten away with, I hope it's not anything too severe, but just enough for him to learn a lesson. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I 100% agree. 833-212-1017. We have Miss Bonds on the line. Miss Bonds, you're on the new 1017 The Truth here on MKE in the morning. What are your thoughts on this John Morant situation? Well, say it again for the NRA who tells him he has a right for the Second Amendment. The NBA has a policy that, no, you cannot have guns. In, in their areas and, 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 and as a player, you're representing them. I mean, I understand people want their first and second and third amendment rights and whatever, but guess what? You can't. And they make a big deal out of the fact that he had both his parents coming up and whatever. Well, they should step in, uh, it was it was it was it was dumb. I know people will say youth, but Kobe LeBron were eighteen when they came in. Um so was Giannis. I know that Kobe and Giannis had fathers and mothers, but you know, once you and, and when you get those endorsements, they're even more explicit about what you can and cannot do. And so if you know that's what they're telling you you can and cannot do, then you shouldn't do it. I think it was a stupid, uh, uh, I think it was an idiotic thing. I think if somebody, I think you all discussed this last week, we're trying to play gangster and we shouldn't. Mm -hmm. We're trying to represent something that we aren't. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, I I heard, now my cousin lives in Memphis, so I'm not sure if this is true, that his crew can't even come to the games down there. I believe one of his crew because, members did get suspended from coming to one of the games for, that, for a situation. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, it wasn't just one game. I think she said he was told he couldn't come back in the arena there. So I don't know or whatever, but I told her it is insane that he makes us money. I mean, there's too much social media, Mm -hmm. TV, TikTok, Instagram, whatever you want to say, that guides young people nowadays. So he knew he shouldn't have done that. And uh, I think they're not making a big deal because, like I said, those three initials, NRA, but if somebody else makes a big stink about it, like you said, I think there'll be some penalties for him. The endorsement people, all of those, once they say he can't represent or shouldn't, then something will be done. But the NRA is a powerful organization. And I've seen the posts where they said, there's nothing wrong with it. He has a right to his First Amendment and blah, 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 as usual for them because everybody should. And I laughed and I said, except when the Black Panthers were standing there with their guns, they took them away from them. I, oh, no, you can't have those. But UEP, yeah, UEP. Hope, Shout out to UEP. Yeah, yep, UEP. <laughs> Uh, come on, Cornell yeah. University. Yeah, I know. Standing there with him, Fred I mean, Hampton. Fred Hampton. So, Let's do it. Yep, Fred Hampton. 
But yep. Mate, what, if, what, what, what if he? What if Ja? What if Ja is gangster? He he still should be able to flip it. People have changed their, from their past, so I, we don't know whether he's been gangster. We don't know enough about his upbringing to know. We know his parents have made some bad decisions. No, since we he's don't. So I'm I'm hoping that you know I like I like what you're saying is I think it might be wishful thinking because uh-huh. we don't know enough but I'm I'm hoping that he has enough common sense and sense and and someone will approach him in order to do it like that that the Jalen Rose comment I don't know if you were around to hear it but that that's the kind of yeah, person I, I, I would love to see him sit down with him without a camera and just sit down and really talk behind the scenes. I was yeah yeah well I would hope that the organization the Grizzlies would maybe give him like. A um, I don't personal, I don't know what a personal a job coach or someone yeah, yeah a, right. a personal uh, planner that yeah. sits there and talks to him about what he can and cannot put out what he should and shouldn't do and whatever if he wants to make this money this is that mental you, health this you, is that mental health line that's it. mental you, health line you know I, I yeah. think I think one thing that the where the Memphis Grizzlies fail that is the fact that they didn't. Force. They haven't had a star like this ever. I mean, they've never had a star like this. Zach. Zach Randolph was good, but he wasn't. He yeah, wasn't, he uh, wasn't the level. face of the NBA. No. And so they never had a star like this. And I feel like they got to the point where they didn't feel like they could control him. And, and so they wanna, and they don't want to lose him exactly. And, <laughs> and so they because yeah, Memphis ain't Memphis, Milwaukee. Uh, you know, we we are the certain place, Toronto. We're places that aren't like destination places for free right. agents. No uh, New Orleans, even though I think New Orleans is fun, they worried about losing Zion, and Zion still got years left. But what I'm saying is, overall, I think that Memphis, where they failed at, is that they never laid down a law. This ain't Memphis has had conversations with them. Right. They have, and they probably suggested what Miss Bonds talked about was say, "Hey, we're gonna give you somebody that's gonna be around you 24 seven because we can't we can't have you mess up for you and for us." But right. he probably said, no, I'm good. I'm straight. And instead of them telling him as our franchise player and somebody under contract with you, with us, in order for you to be on this team, this is what we need you to do, they probably just said, all right, we'll just make the right decisions. And they continued to let him make the wrong decision and still did nothing about it because they were too afraid of those conflict conversations and afraid of losing their superstar. Tony Smith may disagree, but I believe the players run the NBA a little. They have a little too much leverage. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that the, the reason why a job, the reason why Memphis could be scared of that is because the players threaten to leave all the time or move around. There's a lot of there's a, there's there's not a there's not a balance, and I, I admit that I I like to see the players get paid and compensated well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other the other flip side of that is okay. So now now people have to kowtow to the players demands and most I know no, hardly anybody will agree with that with my position on that mm-hmm. but like I don't but <laughs> they, they hey when when the players like when when let's say LA Clippers took off their hood and just say we're not going to play and all like I don't I don't like that kind of I don't like I don't like that kind of thing I like I like to sit down that I didn't agree with Kaepernick like doing it on the field I think he should do it like the players used to do which is their own, on their own time on their own dime not Ooh, doing I like thing. that I like I, I think we got kind of rolled into another conversation here 833 212 1017 we've been talking about John Morant this morning with the 
news of him getting into some trouble and actually being away from the team for two days and taking some time away after Friday night's game against the Denver Nuggets when they lost. He flashed a gun on social media while in a club, which he has faced quite a bit of backlash for doing that, which has caused him to have to miss some games and could be suspended for longer. I'm Kyle Wallace. He's Doc B. She's Miss Steph Crosley. And this is MKE in the morning. And happy birthday to DJ Brother Z. MKE in the Morning returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of MKE in the Morning is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. They ask me what I do and who I do it for, and how I come up with this up in the studio. All I want for my birthday is a big booty home. All I want for my birthday is a big booty home. When I die, bury me inside the Gucci style. When I die, bury me Okay, now, Zach, tell us what you really want for your birthday. Okay. <laughs> Loud and clear. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. We're back on MKE in the morning. If you're... Just joining us, you have a lot to listen back to, uh, but we've been talking about the job ja Morant uh, story and just his. We talked, we covered a lot, but recently we were t- talking about John ja Morant and just his decision making and, and what does that look like for him um, and, and different factors that could have contributed to his decision making. Yes, and as we wrap up this conversation here on the new 1017 The Truth, that was Steph Crosley. I'm Kyle Wallace. Doc B's in here with us. And on a talking text line at 833-212-1017, Grant says, Second thought, this fame is new to the parents and the family as well. Talking about John Moran's family. The families of the current and future stars and megastars should learn from this. They, too, have to be reconditioned on how to conduct themselves and how to protect the brand. And that's why I give a big shout-out to LeVar Ball because he knew exactly what he was doing when he was protecting and preparing the brand of his young boy. So I give him a lot of credit. He might have been a loud mouth, but he's not a loud a mouth in the, you know, in, in the right in the right way. And then also on the talking text line, 833-212-1017. Mike from Real Row had a long one. He said, everyone tends to get holier than thou on these kinds of topics. John Moran is a basketball player. In the end, he will serve the suspension and come back hooping harder than ever. If you're worrying about him being a good example for kids, aren't aren't uh, aren't that aren't, uh, that aren't, aren't his? <laughs> you are already lost. I do agree. Players have way too much power, but they are the ones who people come to see. Basically, um, when they play, when they don't take a game off, when they when they don't take a game off. And then lastly, somebody <laughs> kind of was talking to Doc B here with Kaepernick and Chris Jacks ex- exercised the right to not support a racist, violent song that was chosen by the colonists, as well as hypocrisy of many who sing part of it in stadium so that was kind of the response to i respect Colin that. kaepernick yeah i respect that but that's why you have a union and if you guys don't want to come out for that and you don't want to do it that's what you go through you don't mm-hmm. just take on your own little personal uh thing you know personal you know, protest you Doc, do it I like you do it, that it off. just right there's I, I like how you say it, there's right and wrong but he didn't go against any guidelines of the nfl that's a, that's a good point. He did, he and did, shout he, out to Kaepernick. Man. Yeah, he did not go. go. Now Kaepernick <laughs> They're was against it. me, y'all. They're against me. No, no, Milwaukee. no. My only thing with Colin Kaepernick in that situation is Colin Kaepernick. The full story is this: Colin Kaepernick did take a knee, and did he get blackballed? Yes, but he also chose not to accept a contract from the San Francisco 49ers, which would have paid him millions of dollars. He had a player option, and he opted out. I didn't know, and that, that was foolish. 
because when you opt out, then you kind of leave yourself trying to find a team. He got offered a contract with the Denver Broncos. He didn't feel like it was enough money, and he hasn't been signed since. But he should have never opted out. He should have understood the heat that was on his back. I, I, I think he had a little bit of privilege from where he was raised, thinking that he can do whatever he wanted and still you know, have somebody want him. And he found out that was not the case. But I do still support Kaepernick in the message he was trying to send. I definitely support him. I just think he should have did it a different route. The way they did it in Cleveland when they were supporting Ali. So yeah, Bill Russell, Jim Brown, and other athletes, and they all came together for um, a, a photo shot shop and 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 not a, a photo shoot slash press conference to get Ali his belt back when they took yeah. stripped over the belt. So you you can look that up. Just yeah. Cleveland. This but like Ali conference, you'll see Bill Russell and all the players. Nobody stopped the Boston Celtics game. Nobody stopped the Cleveland Browns game. They sat there and they they gave their statement, and Ali eventually got his you know belt back, and he got the fight. I just think you know he was told to take a knee because sitting down was disrespectful, so he decided to take yeah. a knee during the national anthem. And they was out of order and, saying and he was against the troops. They was out yeah. of order because the troops told him that's how you, you should, should do, do it. it. The military all. told him that's how you should do I it. I think. I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> I thought it was a pretty peaceful protest. I you know. It's very peaceful. Oh, no doubt about it. But hey, but yeah. should you should you do that? Should I should I come here right now and say abortion kills? Should I just you know what I'm saying? Should, should I say pro life? Should I walk into Denny's and I mean, and I'm a server and I got that on my my hat? I mean just just like just <laughs> like with, just like with him and just like with you, everybody has the freedom to do what they want to do. But uh, everybody's an at will employee. <laughs> <laughs> This is MK in the morning here on New One on One Seven The Truth. That's Doc B who's laughing. Miss Steph Cross is in here. I'm Kyle Wiles, DJ Brother BZ, celebrating his birthday. We'll come back and wrap up MKE in the morning next. You are listening to MKE in the morning on One Hundred One Seven The Truth, The Truth app, and One Hundred One Seven The Truth dot com. More of MKE in the morning is next on One Hundred One Seven The Truth, The Truth app, and One Hundred One Seven The Truth dot com. Your name is Jojo Brown, and he is I, and I am him, and we so high above the ground with so much drip that you might slip, yeah, you might drop, yeah, you might drown. Can turn your mad into a laugh, can turn your frown upside down. Hey, yo, I know better, so I grow better. Always been a go-getter. They say my drive's electrifying. I ain't even got no Tesla. Never been a lazy dude, no ill. Tune in to the new 1017 The Truth this afternoon for The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris as he will be joined by Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Candidate Daniel Kelly for an interview. This is a very important interview because we have an opportunity to have a say in the election process and on April 4th Daniel Kelly will be on the ballot as he's running for the Wisconsin State Supreme Court Justice seat. That is free right now. It's a 3-3 three to three tie on the Wisconsin State Supreme Court Justice even though it's supposed to be nonpartisan. It's not nonpartisan. Daniel Kelly and Janet Protasewicz will come on Ken's show this this week, both of them will come on this week to talk about why they believe you should vote for them. Today, we have Daniel Kelly at 5 p.m. on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. And on Thursday, March 9th at 5 p.m., we will have Janet Protese, which will be on as well. So make sure you tune in to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris all week long to help you make an informed decision to vote on April 4th on who you want to represent Wisconsin on the state Supreme Court. Now, Doc B, I know you had a little something to talk about as well. Oh, man. Something I did over the weekend was go out to um, Star Roller Rink. Uh, the the two in, in, in black culture, the skating culture, is uh, big. And the main days are Wednesday nights and uh, Wednesdays and Sundays. So last night I, I went out to uh, – and the main places are Butler – um, the Butler Skateland 
and uh, Star Roller Rink. So I went out to Star Roller Rink, myself and uh, DJ New Styles. And uh, we're going to be throwing something on Sunday, March 19th out at uh, Star Roller Rink. So we'll be there 2 to 6, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. We want everybody to come out and have a good time. We're going to touch on all the different genres of skate culture. And uh, it's going to go down, man. Two weeks. That's what's Sunday, up. The 19th. That's, that's what's up. That's what's up. Sunday the 19th, Black-owned skating rink. Steph. Yes. Thank you for joining us today. Before we Absolutely. go, I want to – DJ Brother Z, what are you doing for your birthday? It is his birthday. It is Sherwin's birthday. I want to know, what are you doing for your birthday today? Looking fly and clean. I know you got something going on today. Lap dance. Hey, I'm Lap here. dance. You getting I'm here. You here? You here? Oh, that's right. I ain't doing nothing. You do work two shifts. No, that's tomorrow. No, that's tomorrow. You, you didn't do anything to bring it in. You said what? You didn't do anything to bring it in. Your birthday is till midnight, sir. Oh. Up until midnight. Well, you sir. have you have this upcoming weekend to do something. Celebrate yourself. You got to. I got a DJ at wedding this weekend. Look at that. Well, I, listen. I, well, you have it till I hope it's tonight. open bar. <laughs> is it going to be open as a DJ? Do you in, in, you know do you indulge in the open bar at weddings? When I can, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I had to do that. But shout out to Zach. Happy birthday. We got a gift for you here from 1017 The Truth. It's coming. I'm going to bring it downstairs to you. But thank you so much for. And Sherwin. And, and Sherwin's, and Sherwin's birthday. birthday. Yeah, Sherwin's birthday coming up brothers. next. Brothers. Blood brothers. Blood, yeah, I guess so. It's 30 years <laughs> apart. But <laughs> shout out. 20 years apart. Sherwin ain't that old. But that's shout out. Good. Shout out to Steph Crosley. For Miss Priority herself. Shout out to Doc B, Love. the mix master of the Midwest, the Midwest mix master. Shout out to DJ Brother Z for holding it down. And happy birthday to Sherwin. But happy birthday to DJ Brother Z. And have a great Who rest of your day. Who are you? I'm Kyle Wallace, and this has been MK in the morning. <laughs>